Wherever you look at the moment, there seems to be strikes going on. We've got the unions and the unionized labor uh, seem to be on the rise globally with implications for people, economies and also investors. And with us to talk us through this is Sam Dickey from Fisher Funds. Hey, Sam. Hi, Heather, from Megan and, Megan and Harry to unionise Labour. It's a hard act to follow. I know. With a stop off with the baby boomers and the Gen Zers in between, we've got the whole lot covered on the show. But I'm keen to talk to you about this, Sam. This is fascinating. Give me some context on unionised Labour globally, right? How big is it now versus what it used to be historically? Yeah, so if, if we take, uh, let's, let's take the US, for example, but, but I do think this is true in, in many OECD countries globally. Union membership as a percentage of the labour force has more than halved since the peak. So US union membership peaked way back in the 1950s at around 35% of the labour force. And in 2022, so last year, latest data, it was about 10.5%. Mm. But, but US union membership rose in absolute terms by around 200,000 people in 2022, the first absolute rise in several years. And for the last decade or two, that those declines in the percentage of union membership have been slowing. And I think what's really interesting is that recent polls in the US show that as many as 70% of Americans now support unions, which is actually the highest level of support since 1965. Why is this happening? Why is unionised labour on the rise? Well, I mean, that's a good point. Actually, More anecdotally, in the last 12 months, we've seen a lot of unions flex their muscles, but... I guess if we take a step back, so unionised labour fell pretty rapidly since the 50s um, due to, due to you know, the, the combination of things, as, as always the case with these things. And it was anti-union legislation and the rise of the services sector, so kind of a relative de-industrialisation. And, of course, globalisation meant that, that labour was pretty mobile. And now, again, there are a lot of reasons why union membership may, I want to say may, be stabilising and growing again. So... You know, full employment, a little bit of deglobalization, um, a new generation of gig workers, as, as you were talking about before, here that don't necessarily have basic labor rights. And all of this was really supercharged, as always, by that topic that gets blamed for a lot of things, which is COVID-19, where worker safety was, of course, paramount. But there's often kind of sector-specific reasons why you know, there's a rise of a union movement or, or, or unions are flexing their muscles. And if we take a few, so the rail workers were concerned about all the normal stuff, but they were also concerned about safety, especially amidst a fairly sharp reduction in the overall US railway labour force in the last few years. So those mm. corporates have probably squeezed a bit too hard. Auto workers were concerned about a technological shift, which is often the reason for significant labour union action. EVs or electric vehicles require fewer parts and hence require fewer Workers and finally, the the one that's been quite high profile is the Screenwriters and Actors Guild. Mm. We're also concerned about a technological shift. So in this case, AI, which is increasingly being used to generate scripts and characters. Yeah, too right. Actually, very good point. What does this mean for investors, Sam? Uh, I think in, in most businesses, the key input cost is people. And when an investor analyzes any business, they should consider many things. But things like the, the power of the customer, how strong is the customer? Can the customer dictate what the company does, but also critically that the power of the supplier, and in this case, the supplier is people. So it's, it's always super interesting to observe any possible shifts in that kind of balance of power between businesses and their people. And I, I do really think it's interesting that public sentiment does seem to be shifting in the US here, Heather, and, and that highest percentage in almost 60 years now that are supporting labour unions is one to keep an eye on. Yeah, be interesting to see if the same thing happens here. Sam, I really appreciate it. This is fascinating stuff. Sam Dickey, Fisher Funds. 
For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.